Oh, praise God. How are you, folks? Man, I was like a goat going up there, like a mountain goat. Praise God. Uh, oh, you... Hello, folks. Uh, must be losing weight. Trousers nearly... Trousers falling off. What's this rain business? It was a beautiful Auckland day and it just went mental. <laughs> then I thought I was back in Melbourne. Take a seat, folks. What, hey, what a great church this is. Honestly, I feel that I've been coming here since just after Noah's Ark landed. <laughs> and it's always great. Always great to be with the Bunners. It's a good name, isn't it? Pastor Tark Barner. Legend. Behind every good man is a very good woman. Yeah. Pastor Tark without Pastor Adrian would be nothing. <laughs> she is outstanding. Correct. That's it. In the same way, Sam without Jody finished. <laughs> you guys have got, what are you matching? What are you trying to win some points? Not. Pastor Tark, stand up. Sam, stand up. <laughs> Sam's crawling to his father-in-law. He's crawling. <laughs> Matching. How, how incredible is your conference? You know, there's good conferences. There's very good conferences. Then there are unreal confidence. Uh, what was I saying? Conf <laughs> The best conferences you go to are the ones where you've got people really pulling together, uh, where you've got volunteers that are excited and, and who make it their own. And it's one thing to say, well, I'm going to go to conference. It's another thing to say, I'm going to be part owner in the conference, and I'm going to sow into it, and I'm going to put into it, and I'm going to put my energy into it, and I'm going to be there. Even if it's like that outside tonight, pouring rain, you'll be standing out there drenched and going, come on, folks, come on in. Uh, and, uh, but I find that every person at a conference brings something. Every volunteer brings something. If it's a person guiding you and helping you get to your seat, if it's the person that's out in the car park, they're the very first people that uh, are met by people coming in. And if you've got a big smile and you're welcoming them in and it just starts there. And in actual fact, the mood of the conference starts right there from the car park, then the people at the door and then the people at the seats and people setting up. And how fantastic is it when everybody is fulfilling a role? So I wanna challenge you, the success of your conference. And I think, I think that it's, it, it is, fast becoming, if not the most significant, certainly right up there with the most significant conferences in the history of New Zealand. And it's yours to own. Don't say I'll be part of it and come, say I'm going to have ownership in it. Ownership. And it's great. You know, I love being here. How many Samoans here tonight? Yeah, that's my countryman. I'm Samoan. Uh, I, I've told you many times I was on the line to get a body. 
lined up. God said, I'm going to give you a lovely Samoan body. You can see that I have that. And then they ran out of good brown skin and they said, sorry, you've got to get over on the English line. I said, I don't want that stuff that gets sunburnt and give me some decent brown skin. Didn't get it. So I'm a Samoan wrapped in English skin. But I really like takeaway. Anyway, that's... How many Indian people here tonight? Well, I tell you what, it's very, very good. No, I tell you what, one of the things I like is that with Indian people, you can give them a little bit of a rev and they love it. Some races get really offended, but not the Indians. They go, I tell you what, bring it on. Bring it on, we can take it on. No, I tell you what, especially with cricket. Oh, I love the Indian cricket commentators. Coming into ball, bolt it down outside the off stick. They call it the off stick. And he cracks it away, cracks it away. Going rolling up towards the boundary and there'll be two runs, two, two runs. It's very, 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 very well played. It's batting very, very well, very well. I've been to the cricket in India. It's an experience. People play drums all day. By the end of the day, you're going mental, but it's a lot of fun. India, who, who was born in India? Where were you born? What part? Mumbai is nuts. It's nuts. Have you driven in Mumbai? And you lived? Miracle. Miracle. All right, well, that's enough. Praise God. Something's going to happen tonight. I shared, I challenged you this morning, and I do feel in God that I don't want to waste words. I'm, uh, I've been preaching now 42 years. This is my 42nd year. I've actually put a book out. I should send a box of books over, shouldn't I? Send a box. I would have bought a box, but didn't want to carry them. Well, I'm going to New Guinea in the morning at some ridiculous hour, and I just didn't want to be left with all that stuff. Anyway. But uh, it's my 42nd year, 41st or 2nd or something like that. It's been a long time all over the world. And uh, I don't know what I was going to tell you. When you're, when you're my age, three things go wrong. <laughs> three things. First one is you start forgetting things. And I can't remember the other two. I know life gets expensive, especially teeth. I got a dentist, he's a friend of mine. Every time I go and see him, he pulls a tooth out. I don't even need to get him, he just, it's part of our friendship. <laughs> Jesus. And what was I saying? I don't like to waste words, I just wasted a whole bunch then. But I do feel it's time for us to get to the nitty gritty. Not to beat around the bush. Not to half preach, but to lay it on the line. And I believe that God is challenging his church and saying to the body of Christ, rise up into what is yours, into who you are. We are the fullness of him that filleth all and in all. I preach here numbers of times about who we are in Christ, the fact that Towards us is the unlimited magnitude of divine power. 
and that we're filled with all the fullness of God and so on. I've preached so much of that stuff out of Ephesians and you've probably forgotten a lot. So I could easily have pulled out an oldie, but I want to talk tonight about a people moving in authority and more than anything, something happens when we know our place of authority. Most Christians do not know their place of authority. A high percentage of Christians go, well, the pastor's got the authority. I'm just in the church. Well, that's not what the Bible says. I want to talk tonight about our authority, and I want to look in particular at one man who amazed Jesus by his grasp of authority. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I pray that you'd touch us, that you'd stir us, that you'd bless us. And I ask you for a, a very powerful touch of your Holy Spirit. And we give you praise now, Lord, for what you're going to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody said. Amen. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus went into the synagogue to share the word, which was the opportunity would be given every week on the Sabbath to share the word. And Jesus went into the synagogue, as was his habit, and they would open the door for him to speak. As he spoke, suddenly a demon began to manifest. In fact, the word there says it began to scream like a bird, shriek. And he quietened it and cast it out. And they were amazed. In fact, the word is ekpleso for amazement. Ek out of, out of their head or out of their, out of their mind. They were blown away if it was in today's vernacular. Out of their mind, out of their head. And they marveled and they looked at each other and they said, what a word is this? For he speaks and the demons are subject and they come out. Everywhere he went, they marveled at his word. And again and again, they made the statement, who is this man and what is this authority? For he speaks with authority, not like the scribes. The scribes and the doctors of the law, they were grounded in an understanding of the law. And they could open up the scriptures and they could pour them out. But Jesus spoke with an authority that pointed to the fact that he was under some great power. Now, we do know that Jesus emptied himself of his eternal glory and subject himself to his Father, to the word of his Father, and to the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had emptied himself. The fullness of the Spirit of God was in him, but he operated under judicial authority. He chose to do that. And they marveled and they said, what is this authority? What is this judicial power that he has that when he speaks, the spirit realm is subject and miracles take place. Even the disciples marveled. He stilled a storm, a great hurricane. The Bible says it was a violent tempest blast. And Jesus spoke and he said, be still. And the wind ceased. The waves went flat and there came a great peace. And they said, what manner of man is this? Who on earth are we with that when he speaks, even nature is subject? They marveled when he spoke 
and said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus walked out of the tomb. Everywhere he went, people marveled at his authority. His words seemed to transcend every dimension. They transcended into the dimension of nature with control. They were into the spirit realm with power, even into death with power. His words seemed to be unhindered into every realm. And they all marveled. Even the Pharisees came to him and they said, tell us by what authority you do this thing, these things. By what power? What authority? What judicial authority do you operate under? And he said, let me ask you a question. The baptism of John, was it from men or from God? And he knew that if they said it was from men, they'd probably stone them. If they said it was from God, he would have said, why didn't you listen to him? And they, for safety reasons, said, we don't know. Jesus said, neither will I tell you. The person who, as much as anybody picked up an understanding of just exactly who Jesus or concerning his authority was a centurion. There's four centurions that are significant in the Bible. There's the centurion of great faith that we'll look at here. The centurion of great giving in Acts 10, and it was in the house of a centurion that the Gentiles received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The centurion of great trust, Acts 27 from the band of Julius and the centurion of great revelation who stood at the foot of the cross and was the first person to declare truly this man was the son of God. There's something about centurions. A centurion came to Jesus. In fact, we'll pick it up in, in uh, Luke 7. You can read it in Matthew 8, but I like Luke 7. I like to look at the two together. But in chapter 7, it says... Uh, there was a certain centurion whose servant was dear to him who was sick and ready to die. Chapter 7, verse 2. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews. Excuse me a moment. Old age. <laughs> sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this, for he loved our nation, and he has built us a synagogue. And Jesus went with him, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto the Lord, Trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou should enter my roof. Wherefore neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant will be healed." For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say to one, go, and he goes to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say to you, I have not found so great faith, not in Israel. And they that were sent returned to the house and found the servant uh, whole that had been sick. Interesting situation here with this man. A centurion was an interesting character. I, I decided to get a feeling of what a centurion was really like, to get an understanding of who the man really was. So I began to study everything I could find about 
the Roman army and the centurions and their personalities and different individuals amongst them. And I found these things out about a centurion. A centurion earned his position. He was highly disciplined. He had to be able to read and write because he was the one who was right in the middle of a past order. He was set into a place where orders came down and he put them into authority, put them into action. He took an order and transacted that order exactly. He had to be able to read and write. He had to be fluent uh, in that understanding and the ability to translate something exactly and pass it on precisely on the battlefield. The centurions were the vital link for about 10 centuries in the Roman army. They held the legions together. They were the most important linchpin in the military. These guys were hardened men who gained their position through the fact that they would fight to the death. They would not be moved. If they had an order, they would stay there to the death. They had a high attrition rate, but they were the immovable ones who knew exactly how to receive an order, impart the order, and carry out the order. They understood judicial authority and they were set into a place of trust that they had earned through courage, through immovable state to stand and be the deliverer of the message. They set in authority. They generally had come to power, their swords had seen much blood. These guys were trained killers and they were trained to the hilt. One of them, Julius Caesar, had one man who he claimed was his greatest support during his years. And that was a centurion who was in over 120 battles, was scarred all over, but Julius Caesar considered him the most important link in his whole army. A Roman legion was made up, it was broken up into 10 parts called cohorts. Each of these cohorts, these 10 cohorts, the legion is somewhere between five and a half thousand and six thousand men. The Roman legion was broken up into 10 parts. And each of these parts were then broken up into six parts called centuries. Now, a century is not a great word for it because around about the time of Jesus, a century became 80 men. It would have started as 100, but now it had become 80 men. And so that meant that there were 60 centurions, except that the head centurion handled two of these uh, centuries himself. He was the hardened, the toughest, and he was the one in greatest authority and greatest control. And so there were 59 of them. This one had authority over two centuries. And these men led from the front. They were a target. Their helmet had a plume on it that the men could rally to. So they became a target. They had a very high attrition rate. They led from the front. From the front left-hand side, they would lead into the battle. And so on the left-hand side of each, every one of the centuries, there was the centurion leading. He was hardened, grisly, and more feared by his men. They feared him more than they feared the enemy. He walked with a vine whip a whip made of vines twisted and he would walk amongst the men with that whip and he exacted discipline to the letter. When some law came down, anything came down, 
he would carry it to the letter. And he would flog a man. If a man went to sleep, he had authority to have that man order pitch to be put on him and set on fire. He had the authority to have a man scourged, a man in battle that failed. He had delegated authority. He understood delegated authority. He was committed to Rome in a very, very great way. He was a hardened, immovable soldier set into the place of ultimate strength and authority to hold that legion together. And century after century, it was the centurions who held the Roman army in place, set under authority. He worked under those above him, the, the uh, chief centurion, the camp prefect, the legate, the general, the consuls, right up to the Caesar who they worshipped as God. In fact, we read that the Theban legend, uh, the Theban legion, they were a legion uh, of Theban soldiers who had become Christians. They were converted. The entire legion was born again. Every year they would all have to sprinkle incense on the altar and declare their total allegiance and authority to Caesar as the supreme. The Thebans would not do that. They said, we'll serve you, but we cannot acknowledge you as God. They took them. They took one in ten, and there was a decimation. A decimation is a killing. If one in ten, they dragged them out. Their own men had to club them to death. They said, okay, will you burn it now? No. They did another decimation until finally there were none left, and they martyred a whole legion because they would not swear allegiance to Caesar as God. That brings this story into a very interesting place. This man was worship, working under the Herodians, building a, a synagogue. The Herodians, starting off with Herod the Great, who is now gone, but his sons and the Herodians were walking with the Jews on one hand and the Romans on the other and, and endeavoring to please the Jews, but at the same time building cities to Rome. Just crawling to both. Well, he was working for the Herodians, and he was now building a synagogue, and it seems he was putting his own money, even putting his own money into the synagogue. Interesting man. And he had a servant, and he had an affection for this servant. He, this, he, he had obviously become a very good friend with the Jews of the synagogue, and the servant, we don't know a lot about him, except that he was pretty important and this guy didn't want him to die. The centurion didn't want him to die. But he felt that he was unable to go down to this man. So he sent the elders and friends down there. And we read the two different reports. And we work the story out as best we can. But certainly they came to him and said he's worthy. But then he said some, sent some people to come and say, I'm not. But if you look at the message he sent, whether he delivered it through them or whether he gave it himself... The very first thing that he said was this. The word came to Jesus and he called him Lord. The word is kurios. You who are supreme in authority. A lowly Jewish rabbi being greeted by the might of Rome as you who are sovereign in authority. That was a term restricted to Caesar. Kurios, supreme one. You 
who are supreme. The might of Rome bowing to the humility of the preacher. Lord, I'm not worthy. In fact, as he talks to Jesus, he says some pretty amazing things to Jesus. He said, I'm not worthy to come under my roof. He said this, he said, Sir, I recognize something about you. He said, I'm a man who understands what it is to be set in authority. I understand that in the Roman army, I am set into a place of strategic authority. One who handles orders. I say to this man, go, he goes. I say to that man, you come, he comes. He's afraid not to respond to me. I, sir, also, like yourself, I recognize that you're set under an authority. The authority you're under, I can't even get my head around. I'm under the authority of Rome, and I have authority with these men. But you have an authority that comes from a force and a power so great that I am not even worthy to come under your roof. Can you imagine a conquering centurion who could go anywhere and kick a door down on anyone's house, smash through the door, go in the house, drag them out, and he says, sir, you're under an authority that is beyond my wildest understanding. I am not even worthy, sir, for you, a Jew, to come into the house of a centurion of the might of the greatest empire and military force the earth has ever seen. But if you, I understand your authority, that you're set in a place where if you just say in a word, just give an order in the spirit realm, give an order, my servant's way up the road here in Capernaum, but I understand the authority you're under. I, I know the greatness of the authority you're under. Just say a word and I know that my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled. He marveled at their unbelief on one occasion. Now he marveled and he said, I have not found such great faith. No, not in all Israel. Here we have a picture of delegated authority and position of authority. But it is something that if we grasp it, we begin to operate from a different dimension ourselves. The Bible says that Jesus called his disciples. We read it in, in several scriptures. He said he called them and he gave them authority, esousia. He delegated to them authority, and he said, Go, in my name, cast out devils, raise the dead, heal the sick. Go in my name and do it. And they did. And they came back, and they were amazed. They said, Lord, you should have seen the things that were happening. He says, Yeah, 
I saw Satan falling as lightning from heaven. I saw that you were moving into a place where you were shaking satanic power. Later, he said to his disciples certain things. In his closing words, he gave instructions about the setting of his church into authority and the setting for you and I into our place of authority. He said to the disciples in Luke 24, go and wait in Jerusalem. You're going to be clothed into a clothing of divine supernatural power. Acts 1.8, he said, go and wait. You shall receive divine dunamis, supernatural, mighty, miraculous power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And then he said, and the promise of what's going to happen to you is for you, your children, those who are far off, and as many as the Lord shall call unto himself. You know the furthest place, as I understand, from Jerusalem is the South Island of New Zealand. Is that correct? This promise is for you, those who are far off, to the ends of the earth, and as many as the Lord shall call to himself. Then he said this, all authority is given in my name. Go ye therefore. He left two things. He left the promise that the same power that had flown through him was there for us. He said, you'll receive that same mighty power. The works that I've done, you shall do also. But he said, there's the power, but the authority is in my name. In my name, you'll cast out devils. In my name, you'll heal the sick, you'll raise the dead. In my name. He said, I've left you two things. I'm setting you into a place. And you say, is this for apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers? These signs shall follow them that believe. What's he saying to you tonight? He's saying, I have filled you with my mighty ability and supernatural power. And I've given you authority in my name. Psalm 110 says, the Lord said to my Lord, Adonai said to Jehovah, or the other way around, sit at my right hand. God said to God, God the Father said to the Son, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall stretch forth the strong scepter of authority out from the midst of Zion, which is God's people saying, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. We've been called to be the head not the tail, to be above only and never below. Jesus said to his disciples, have the God kind of faith, have God faith. For if you'll say to this mountain, get up and move and go into the sea and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that what you say is going to come to pass, you'll have whatever soever you say. God says, I want you to start to speak. I want you to stretch the strong scepter of authority into sickness and into disease and and into finances and into 
politics and into every realm, the church has to rise and stretch the strong scepter of power and say it is time for the church to be the ruling force on the planet. We're not the tail. If through one man's death sin reigns, reigned, how much more shall we who have received the gift of righteousness reign as kings in life? That word to reign, Basileus means, Basileus means that we shall rule with kingly power. The Bible says he's redeemed us out of every kingdom and has made us has made us kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. You've been born, and so have I, to live in triumph, to live in victory. The big problem is that too many Christians, instead of speaking to the mountain, let the mountain speak to them. Instead of speaking to sickness, they let the doctor's report speak to them. Instead of speaking to a spirit of poverty that tries to rob our finances, we let, we believe the spirit of poverty. The devil comes and says, you'll never make any good. It feels so real. We've had people say it at different times that it seems so real. Instead of saying, God wants to do something through me that is exceedingly, abundantly, beyond anything. God is wanting us to stand up with new strength, with new authority. Because here I want to put something to you today. The centurion said, Lord, you're a man. I'm a man set under authority. You're set under some judicial rule. When Jesus left, he said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And I'm giving you authority to use my name. I am setting you into a place of dominion and power to live in rulership. Too often, we let circumstance of life rule over us, and we're all guilty of it. Instead of taking dominion and ruling and reigning over our circumstances, we let our words defeat us. We speak death instead of life. My wife says something to me and I hate it when she does. If I'm grumpy and grumbling, she says, you sound more like you belong to the other bloke. <laughs> God said, your words have been stout against me. So easy sometimes for us to blame God for our circumstances. And we say, God, would you do something? God says, would you do something? We say, Jesus, help me. Jesus says, I've given you my name. I've given you my power. Why don't you begin to rule over that situation? You've got a child in jail or on drugs and I'm going through a situation in my family right now where we're just taking dominion. And the more we take dominion, the crazier it seems to be getting. But then you sort of understand that whatever you're coming up against is starting to kick 
and scream and you know you're breaking through. Some of you need major breakthrough. We all do. But we're not going to do it by being passive. We're going to do it by reigning as kings. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to pray for the sick here. I'm not going to preach any longer. All I know is in this story that the man dared to believe God and Jesus spoke. And when he got home, there was the servant sitting up and completely well and healed. God wants to give us great breakthroughs. As I'm preaching, I feel the light going on and it's stuff that's not new. I guarantee Pastor Tark has preached this stuff. Sometimes we hear it and hear it and then we've got to keep hearing it because that thing goes down and we've got to freshly go, hey, circumstance of life start to wear things down and we can start to listen to the negativity instead of speaking into that thing speaking to the mountain people have mountains tonight we're going to speak to some going to break some before we go any further across this building I wonder how many people right now under the sound of my voice in this meeting would say, Jesus, I need you tonight. I need you in my life. I'm living life as crazy. I need a new beginning. I need the power of your precious blood to wash me clean. And I need you to come into my life with an authority and a power that I can stand with new strength. Jesus, I need you. You're backslidden tonight. You're a sitting duck if you're backslidden. You back away and walk away and you step out into a place where the, you're open season like duck opening for the devil most vulnerable place on earth is a backslider most vulnerable people and you say that's where I am tonight I'm saying it's time to come back say I know about God but I've never been prepared to make the step and tonight you need to do that you say I've heard about God but ah, I've been thinking it through don't keep thinking it through you don't know how long you got you don't know what's happening none of us do None of us do. The Spirit of God is moving here right now. Right now. There are people that need Jesus tonight. People that need a living relationship with Christ. Without Him, I don't know how we would get on on this planet. People you've come, some have come out of curiosity. Some have come with a friend. But you know that you need Jesus Christ tonight. Would you close your eyes in prayer all over this building just for a moment? Just for a moment. And I want every person to say, I need Jesus tonight. I need to come back to Him. I need a living relationship with Him. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. I once knew Him and I've walked away. You say, I know about Him, but I don't really know Him intimately and personally, but I'd like to. I'd like to know His strength and I'd like to know His authority. I'd like to have a powerful personal relationship with the Son of God. Tonight, If that's you, and you say, well, I've been a churchgoer, and I don't know if I'm saved or not, but I'd like to know tonight. I'd like you to pray for me for certainty that Christ is mine. Yes, I've been to church. I went to Sunday school. I don't know if I belong to Jesus or not, but I want to tonight. 
If you're one of those groups of people and you say, I want that relationship with Jesus tonight, wherever you are across this building right now, would you lift your hand high so I can see it and then put it down. Quickly lift it up so I can see it. Someone in the balcony, God bless you. Someone else, would you lift your hand over here? God bless you. Someone there. Someone else quickly. Someone else, I need to come. Someone over here. Someone else, someone there. You say, I need God tonight. I need to be walking with Him. Just lift your hand. Is it someone else? Someone else. Someone else. Someone else. God bless you tonight. Someone else. Someone else. God bless you. Someone else tonight. God is speaking to people. For someone, it's your time to come back. Been away too long. Up in the balcony, someone that's been away too long, time to come back. Who are you tonight? Who are you tonight? Are there others quickly? Others quickly. Someone here, God bless you. Someone else tonight. Someone else tonight. Someone else tonight. Someone else tonight. Won't you come? Won't you come to the Lord? I want everybody that just lifted their hand to quickly stand to your feet. Those that just lifted their hand, would you stand? If you just lifted your hand, would you stand? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Others that lifted their hand, would you stand? I want you to come right now. Just leave your place. I want to pray for you. Come and let me pray for you. Everyone that lifted their hand, start coming right now. Come right now. Come right now. From all over the building, from up in the balcony, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? I want you to turn to the person right next to you tonight. And just say, if you would like to go and give your life to Christ tonight, I'll go down there with you. We don't want to put you on the spot. But would you turn to the person right next to you and say, if you want to go, let's go together right now. Are there those quickly? Would you come? 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 For wherever you are, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Are there those? Are there those? It's the greatest thing you'll ever do tonight. I wonder if we could all come up a little bit closer. Would you come up this way, folks? That's it. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. God bless each one of you. I'm going to pray a simple prayer with you. And Pastor Tark wants to do something. Then we're going to pray for the sick tonight. If you come to the front right now, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that He died on a Roman cross to cleanse me from every sin that I ever committed. I open my heart to you tonight. I'm yours. Come and fill me with your love. Wash me of all sin. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. I want you just for a moment to turn and go with uh, Gloria. What is it again? That's close. Trish, we want to give you something and have a chat with you for a couple of minutes, then come back in. Trish, would you look after them? Just go with her. We want to give you something and have a chat, then come back in. That's it. God bless you, folks. Let's give him a clap. Pastor. Okay. Just before uh, Tim prays for the sick, we want to just take up a, a love offering for him tonight. And uh, 
you know, anything you give tonight goes towards the Crusades. Is that correct, Tim? Around the world, wherever. Is it any specific one it's going to go towards? or? Uh, we're just finishing off the Philippines. And Philipp- I'm starting to raise... I've got to raise 60000 for India later in the year. Ooh, yeah. Philippines yeah. and India. Yeah, the and others. India's big. I've got the Hillsong London... Uh, band going with us. Okay. It's a big Christmas convention. Yeah. Um, and we should have 50,000, 60,000 a night. I'm actually believing in that crusade to get at least 100, 120,000 saved on that crusade. I think we can see nearly 200 this year saved, 200,000 saved this year. We're daring to believe wow. it. Daring to believe it. Wow. Thank you, sir. Wow. I think that's a cause worth investing in tonight. You know, just that you can be a part of what Tim is doing. Then he's uh, thousands of people that are going to get saved around the world. And uh, I think to be able to invest in that, this is an opportunity just to give. So you can be a part of Tim's ministry, part of seeing the power of God move, part of seeing souls saved, part of seeing nations impacted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're going to call the ushers in just a moment, but just prepare your heart and just allow the Holy Spirit just to touch you tonight and just what you can give uh, generously. You know, when you invest outside of yourself and even invest outside of what we do as Church Unlimited, I think that, you know, there's just a great reward that that God has for us. And and we are part of something so much bigger than ourselves, so much bigger than even of Church Unlimited. Father, we just thank you tonight for, Lord, the way that you're using Tim. Father, one, to see people saved across the globe, but Lord, also to see the sick healed, the blind to see, the lame to walk, the deaf to hear. Lord, crutches to be removed, Father, sickness to be gone, Father. We, we want to be a part, Lord, of, of that ministry. Lord, we can't so much go ourselves and maybe not even at times do it ourselves in the, these different places, but Lord, we can be a part of it. We can link arms Lord, with, them, with, with Tim that you've raised up in this hour to minister across the globe. So Father, I pray, Lord, just bless this offering. Stir our hearts, Father, to give joyfully, willingly, and generously tonight, Father, to bless your servant. But more than that, Lord, to bless the lives of those hundreds of thousands that he will minister to, speak to, Father, and many of which will get saved, healed, and set free. Father, I pray your blessing now upon this offering in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's have the ashes, please. Don't forget to sign up and register for conference before you leave tonight as well. Thank you.
lost the reverend. Well, how'd you get there? It's like, how did he do that? It's a miracle. Hello, sir, how are you? Come here, brother. Yeah, come up this way. Lift up your hands. I need guys with me all the time now. That's it. Father, do you need any healing in your body tonight? Power from heaven right through you. I've been really conscious of someone back here that's been suffering with kidney problems for some time. Who's that? Who has a kidney? Would you come? Would you come right now? That's it. That's it. Just come, man. Do you have problems in your lower back, into your leg as well? Yeah. Yeah. Lift your hands up to God. You've also got faith for a miracle. Father, just touch her right now. From her head to the sole of your feet now, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you. There's a number of folk over here that have acid reflux, hiatus hernia. Um, that acid that comes up after you eat and, and in the night. Who, who, who has that? Who, who has acid reflux? Who is that? Who's the person? Who, who has that? Somebody has that. That's you guys. Is there someone over here? Just come. You guys come down this way. That's it. Is there someone here? Someone in this, over in this area? Just come. Don't put it off. Someone else, anyone else there with it? Just come. Work with me. Just work with me. Come up, sister. Are you ready for a breakthrough tonight? Do you have any allergies? Uh, you have asthma. Yeah. All right.
If you've got kids in the kids' church, please collect them now. Fantastic.
this. He said, you don't need to come under my, my roof. He said, I got faith to believe that if you say in a word, I know that my servant will be healed. How many have got faith tonight to believe that if we say in a word, you'll be healed? How many have already, how many have already received something of a healing tonight? You know it. Give me a wave. If God's, that's it, that's it, that's it. Someone there, someone there, someone there, there and there, and people are getting healed already. Okay. This is what I want you to do. I want you, if you need a miracle in your body, just to step into the aisle and we're going to unite together because every one of us are set under authority. You say, well, you're the evangelist. I am, I've received a, a gift from God, but my Bible tells me that God's given apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And my role tonight is going to be to get us to work together. There's no need to come down to the front, just step into the aisle. And I want to spread out a little bit and I want a couple of Christians full of faith with every person there. And you're gonna be imparting the miracle to these people. That's it, just right there's good. That's good, sister. We're all gonna pray. We're all gonna pray. This is body ministry right now. This is the ministry of the body. Everyone that needs a miracle, you're standing there. If there's no one with you, give me a wave and some people will go to you. Okay, there's a hand. There's another one. A couple of Christians. There's, there's one, two, three, four there. Someone there. Someone there. Go to them. Look for them. Because you're going to be ministering the healing power of God right now. You're going to be doing this. Who was in that? Were you in it? And now you're out of it. Right. Have you got a couple of people praying for you? Where's the prayers? Come on, folks. Now we've got work to do. Listen in carefully. This is what we're going to do. Listen very carefully. We are all going to declare our place of authority in Christ. Then we're going to speak to the situation in Jesus' name. And then we're going to give God a great shout offering. As we shout, I want you to test that part of your body. If it's a physical thing, move it about. If it's a pain, just press that part of your body if you can. If it's something else, we'll check it later. But number one, we're all going to agree and we're all going to pray. We're going to take authority. We're going to break these things. This is your authority. This is two or three agreeing on anything is touching heaven. How many are in agreement with me? Give me a wave. You're not looking to me because I'm looking to you. Are you ready? Let's pray this prayer. Heavenly Father God, you said all power has been given in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you said we'll walk on snakes and scorpions. And you've given us power over all the power of the devil. And right now, in the name of Jesus, 
We declare your miracle power right through this building. Let every sick person now be healed. We speak a word of authority and we say loosed, loosed, loose now, loose now, loose now, loose now, loosed in Jesus' name. Now let's give him a great thank you offering. Hallelujah. Shout out to the Lord. We declare it. We declare it done. We declare it done. We declare it done. Done, done, done. Give him a great shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now move it. Test it. Move it. Test it. Bend it. Move it. Test it. Test it. Test it. Test it. Test it. Test it like you want it. Test it like you believe it. Test it like you're having it. Test it like you own it. Test it like you own it. Hallelujah. 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 Something's happening here. Hallelujah. Take your miracle. Take it now. Question. Question. How many people just got healed of something, then something just happened? Something just happened. Something just happened there. Who else? Who else? Someone there. Who else? Someone there. Who else just got a healing? Someone there. Someone there. Who else just got a healing? There. I want to do something just for five minutes. Every person who's had a healing tonight and you know it, come and stand just like me, behind against this, looking out this way. Come, Everyone that's had a healing, come and stand along here. Just come. Everyone that's had a healing. I felt something happen when we prayed. It's like a fire went through you. You've still got a fire happening in your hat. If you've been healed, just come. We're going to ask God. We're going to go down this line, aren't we, Pastor Sam? All right, here we go. Which end are we going to start? We're going to start that end and you're last but not least lovely lady in pink all right let's just check some stuff here's the other thing pastor sam pastor sam if you get another microphone we'll tag team you start that end interview you've got to be very enthusiastic where's it yep one each i'm going to see if i can out enthusiastic you Okay. Then you can try and out and through. We're on. You imagine what you start. I want to see your style. You, you ask. Start. You want me to start? Yes. So what happened? I came with very bad cough and allergies. And I felt like a relief in my heart. And yeah, I tried to cough and to feel what I felt when I came in, first came in. But it's gone. Come on, praise God. All right, now. I'm going for it down here, Pastor Sam. I'm waiting. Sister, what happened to you tonight? 
Uh, well, I was in a moon boot because I wrapped all the ligaments in my ankle. You were in a what? A moon boot. Oh, you were in a moon boot? Yeah, but not now. Tonight you were? Yeah. You were in a moon, she was in a moon boot. Where's your moon boot? Get the moon boot, get the moon boot. <laughs> right. Right. Pastor Turk, I need your help. Um, Tim, I need your help. Have you got your camera? I want a photo. Can I put it on Instagram? Can I put you on Instagram? Pastor, was that, how was that, Pastor Sam? Oh, that was pretty good. I had a moon boot to sort of flash around and get a photo. All right, what's your name? There you go, Helen. Don't lose it. Helen who? Well done, Helen. Nice work. All right, Reverend. And I felt I was healed. So you felt something, God's done something internally. I felt as if I was healed. Thank you, Lord. Fantastic. Well, we'll believe it. Yes, sir. We'll wait for the doctors to confirm it. Thank you. Amen. Well done, Pastor Sam. Well done. Very good. What's happened? Um, today I had a bad flu and I couldn't breathe um, through my nose. Yes. Um, and I got my sister there to pray for me and now I can breathe through my nose. Nose, <laughs> yeah. nose is working. That's good. We've got a nose working down here. Thank you, Jesus. Your turn. What happened tonight? Let me uh, think Pastor Sam's doing a very good job. <laughs> Hasn't had a moon boot down there, he's trying hard. Doing good. Yeah, hello. Uh, yeah, definitely my neck and shoulders, uh, particularly in the right-hand side, I had long, have had long-term issues. Uh, but especially tonight, I felt really, uh, it was really hard to keep stand, uh, well, you know. But anyway, yeah, um, Pastor Tim picked me out and, and awesome, um, I felt, I felt so much lighter and I definitely got it. You look free and looks yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's it. Get him to move it a bit more, Pastor Sam, a little bit more. He wants. Yep, that's it. A bit more testing, a bit more testing. Remember the Benny Hinn meetings? Pastor Benny, this lady had a slight ingrown toenail. How good is that? That's, that's good, that's good. Well done. What's happened, sir? Uh, I had an ear infection and it hurts over my mouth. Yes. And uh, I've opened my mouth and it's fine. Open your mouth a few times. <laughs> Just jump. Not bad, not bad. He's healed. Your turn, Pastor Sam. So your shoulder's been healed? Come on, show us. You're swinging. Yeah. You couldn't do that before you came? last week. Wow, that's fantastic. Good job. So we're, good. We're... God's good. Oh, yeah. He's getting better all the time, isn't he, Pastor Sam? We'll take him with us overseas. What's happening? When you pray for me, you know, God healed me. Yes. I know that. But I saw heaven open up. I just saw the presence of God. I just, you know, the glory of, no. like Moses on the mountain mm. and the radiance. Wow. It was so bright that I, I can't I love that. And you feel good? God bless you. Give us a hug. What a beautiful lady. What a lovely person. You know, one of the things I love about the ministry is that people are so special. Every one of you are God's kids. Yeah. 
God actually allows me to bless his kids. Yet for me, you're never a stepping stone for me to something. You, the, the privilege, every one of you, Jesus died for you. You are so special to him. My kids, I love it when people bless my kids and my grandkids. And I think God loves it when we bless his. And he says to me, you love my kids and I'll let you go on loving them. If you bless them, if you use them as a stepping stone to your own ambitions and success, I'll take it off you like that. So I like to just let you know that the important people here tonight, it's not the preachers or the musicians, it's you guys. Yeah. And we love you. What's, whose turn is it? What what um, I had back pain for almost two months now and I'm finally healed. So her mum pr prayed for her and she's completely healed. Wow. Check the toes. Beautiful, wow. beautiful, beautiful. Praise Kevin, God. I can't touch our toes. What's, what's happened? Um, for the last four weeks, I've kind of like had this aggressive cough. Yep. Um, and so I've just actually just coped with it yep. and just carried on. Um, yeah, I think it has because I started laughing and yes. Pastor Helen was praying and yeah. trying to contain me and hold me. Still, but um, yeah, I just really felt the Holy Spirit and the presence of God just come and faith increase. So praise God. Awesome. You're a lovely lady. Who was who prayed for you, Pastor Helen? Which one's Pastor Helen? Hello, Pastor Helen. How are you? It's Pastor Helen. Thank you. Your turn. Um, I had severe pain on my left hand side, my head going up from my neck, and um, now nothing. It's gone. It's gone. So it's you gone. came in with it. Yep. Yep. And you're leaving without it. That's pretty good, isn't it? Beautiful. Beautiful. What's happened? Um, just got a got out of hospital last week. What was wrong? I'm diagnosed with lupus. Yes. So um, yeah, I came to church with pain today, but I thank God that um, He's healed me. With lupus. Oh wow. Wow. Wow wow wow. Wow. Give us a medical report and pass it on to Pastor. That'd be great. Bless you. Next one, Pastor. So tell us what happened. Oh yeah, um I've been down with the flu uh, for most part of this week and um almost felt like someone you know, but today after the one of the guys there prayed for my throat and yeah, it's all smooth now and everything. Feels good. So now that's just a fashion accessory. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a very good one. The fashion accessory. <laughs> Hello. Good to see you. Now, what's this? Is one of my great friends. Mary, how are you, Mary? I remembered. What's happening? I didn't really remember, I just got help. My left leg has been giving stabbing pains, but this morning yeah. I felt a touch from it. It's been stronger since then. Yeah. And I've got a skin problem, but yeah. it's healing. But I prayed for tonight, so I believe it'll get well too. Are you shy up here? Yeah. Do you like preaching? Do you want to preach to them? Not no. really? <laughs> so your stabbing pain's gone in your foot? No, it's Yeah. Well done. Bless you. Good to see you too, Mary. Your turn, Reverend. We're going to move quickly here now. Well done. Iron's got your healing. You've got to hear this. Let's hear this. He's got your healing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, your healing where you, like, um, step on the steps there when, yeah. you, uh, when you're struggling a bit. Yeah. Well, my healing is gone. I can. 
I had some pain in my knee and my knees, but now I can feel it's gone. Yeah. Hey, he needs to come and pray for you next. <laughs> My knees are a lot better than they were. Honestly, normally by now, I'd be in agony. The stairs aren't great, but on the flat, I'm really good. Normally by now in a meeting, I'm really in trouble. But I've just been hanging on and declaring and speaking. The doctor said, you need new ones. Took x-rays and they said, not great. It's all, no cartilage, bone on bone. Too much football, too much fat, put the two together, not a good combination. <laughs> but they're getting healed. But anyway, I want you to have a crack at them. Just give them a blast. Come on, let's pray. You got it. God, put a hand Jesus. on it there, no messing around, get right into it. Father God, by the grace of a heal, Father God, in your power, Jesus. Lord, I do we declare, Father, yes. to heal. Pastor Tim's walls near right now, on, Father Jesus. God. Heal it, Jesus, yes. in the name of Jesus, Father God. Be it be healed. Come on. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Pray. Jesus. South Africa. I'm telling you, I don't. Durban. That's a good guess. Uh, Joburg. Uh, Cape Town. No. Uh, Bloemfontein. Kimberley. I don't know. Port Elizabeth. There you go. Port Elizabeth. P.E. Port Elizabeth. I've been there. Yeah. Years ago. What's your name? Do you like uh, Leon Schuster? Well done, well done. Thank you. What's happened? Thank you, brother. You're looking good. You have an age, you don't age. No, you're not. You're not. I'm 70 next year. We won't tell them what you are, but you're 52. Uh, thank you, Pastor. When I came this morning, after your good, strong message... It was a, it was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. Especially your evangelist part of my, my ministry too, but uh, not tell any. Because your evangelist is saying here, then I was attacked when I get home. Then yeah. I come back, I feel ache around my body yeah. after I pray. And it's oh. all calm here, because even the tablets from the doctor I feel confused, but I must give up. Father, just anoint her, guard her, watch over her, use her. In Jesus' name. She's lovely. She's lovely. They're beautiful people here. I'm going to take a few home. Via New Guinea. If you misbehave, I'll drop you off in Port Moresby. Your turn, Pastor. You've done very well. That win with the scarf. It's a hard one to beat. I had the moon boot, you had the scarf. You've just ripped that one. Right into gear. Well done. This will be today. Yeah. Um, I've had like tightness in my palm of my hand for a year and a half, two years now. And um, I was a bit hesitant to get out on the aisle at first, but um, yeah, as soon as I started clapping, um, just pain was gone, the tightness was gone, and just brought tears to my eyes, just bow of God. Eh? 
Fantastic, never to return. Amen. What's happened? coming from my eyes without crying yes and uh, I, I said oh I, I wish nobody looked at me and I tried to you know to hide it yes but I know I feel because I feel power and yeah. I feel like cool and I know I can feel it you know there's power yeah. and miracle happening I can feel it and your legs heal and it's here where were you born Mauritius hey I remember bonsoir ça va bien Je parle le français. Un petit peu à l'école. Oui. Moi comme mon père. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, praise God. <laughs> God bless you, Pastor. I look like your dad. Was he really good looking? Was he a bit fat? Like you. Well built. But he passed away when I was 17. Did he? When I look at you, it's 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 like, like I'm seeing my daddy, you know. Quel est le nom de votre père? Claude. Ah, c'est bien. C'est un bon nom. Oui, Maurice, c'est bien. Pour Louis, magnifique. Tous les fleurs, le, le ciel, le ciel, le, le, le mer est bleu. C'est très chaud. Allons, vos enfants de la patrie, le jour de gloire est arrivé. Contre nous de la tyrannie, la sanglante élevée. Allons, vos citoyens, le jour de gloire est arrivé. Marchons, marchons, quand cinquième pour apreuve nos séances. Any French people here? I just destroyed the, the Marseillais. Destroyed it. It's all about, let's go in and kill them. And it's violent. But that's the French national anthem. They sing it there too. No, I know, but I was speaking French. We. Oui. Merci. All right, moving on. Au revoir. So what happened is I went to my first Navy um, physical test and my hope so I did until second beep test and I couldn't do any push up or sit up but what happened today when my dad bring me told that we got the healer and I sit up there and I feel my whole body is healed and I'm like the whole physical test and I believe that God will heal me and then pass put me to into New Zealand is this your heart? this heart so it's like the heart you looked, couldn't do press-ups I couldn't do I couldn't pass my beep test I just run like from here today like only one and I just stop yeah. but now I now he said that the healer is coming so I come and believe and I put my hand on my heart and my heart is healed yeah. and I, I can believe that I can run more praise now. God Amen. praise God what's happened sir I had a hernia in my uh, belly button Hernia? Yeah, hernia. In your belly button? Yeah, in the belly button. That's not good. Uh, How was it now? Um, well, punched it and um, prodded it and it seemed to be fine. So you did the test, the punch and prod test? Yes. And it passed? <laughs> Pretty good. Have you retired? Yeah, I'm leaving it. 
can't drop a job two-thirds of the way through. That's pathetic. You were doing really well. Fantastic. Fantastic, my brother. What's happened, sir? I've been stalking you for the three services. Stalking me? Yeah. Thanks very much. But actually, I was praying that you would be the, call me out to be the first one to be called out. Did you? Yes. I saw you there. And I you... thought the Lord said, grab him. <laughs> grab him. Yep, so praise God. Yep, so I just uh, had a shoulder injury, but yeah, now, it? now it's okay. It's all here. It's yeah. all good now? Yeah, I can, I, can, I can hug you now. Come here. Bless you. Bless you. You can hug me. Thanks for having us, folks. It's always a joy to be with you. God bless everybody.